You love them because they remind you of your sisters and BFFs, assuming they're a little twisted, too. It's the Uggs. Jamie? Please, I've thrown away panties for poor choices on a Friday night. And Paula? Are you freaking kidding me? It's not even safe to go to the bathroom anymore. Uncensored as always, it's time for The Ugly Truth. Welcome to The Ugly Truth. Hello, listeners. It's episode 123. Not bad. Not bad at all. You know what I would like to do one day is I would like Daryl to take all of the Uggs we've ever done and put them all together in one long I thought about that, too, but then I thought... That would be really extraordinarily annoying, (laughs) you know? It would be like uh, on Dumb and Dumber, he goes, you want to know what the most annoying sound is? (laughs) (laughs) That would be Like maybe he could take... No one would hear it. Maybe he could take like 10 of, like, you know, 10 notable ones from each of us, you know? Because like I know there was one where I had laryngitis and I was like... Right. (laughs) Yes, exactly. We could do that. That would be fun. Well, maybe he'll... maybe. Christmas is coming, so maybe he'll do it for Christmas. That would be fun. Okay, so hello, listeners. Welcome. Lots to talk about. We have a lot going. We had a lot going on yes. this week. A lot going on in the uh, yes. media and on social media, which I can't wait to discuss. But to, to get started, last week, we ended the show by me saying that uh, producer Dub and I were going to see Adam Carolla at Cash Creek Casino over here in, I think it's in Brooks, California, I think is where where it is. Daryl has, uh, he's has a connection through his work. They've known each other forever. And so he got us the tickets to see Corolla in November. And when the show was canceled, he made good on it. And we got to go to this show and added a meet and greet oh, uh, to cool. it. So we were going to be able to do a meet and greet after the show. Uh, so thank you, Dan Russo. I think it's Russo. Thank you, Dan, for the uh, tickets and for we got table. Uh, we didn't have to sit in the general population. We had our own waitress. And then when the show ended, we had little stickers to indicate that we were going to be doing the meet and greet with the uh, the person, you know, the celebrity well, that's, afterwards. That's the so, only way you travel. Well, it's my, it's preferred. <laughs> it is preferred. You know, what's funny to me is you don't fly often, but Mm-mm. I'm surprised you actually don't fly first class. It is really expensive. And actually, I remember one time I was in Dallas and I was trying to get home after I had been there for work. We were pitching something mm-hmm. and the meeting ended and there were some delays in Phoenix, and my connection was in Phoenix because unlike the rest of the people I work with who go to L.A., they got to go from Dallas straight to L.A. and be home. Right. I had to connect in Phoenix to get to Sacramento right. because Sacramento is a one-horse town. Yep. At least it was back then. Right. And so um, when I was in Dallas, I did not... I did not know that how long the flight from Dallas to Phoenix was, but I know that I was getting sick and I didn't feel well and it was in the winter and it was just really crowded. And I asked the lady, I said, I would like to upgrade my ticket to first class. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, you can, but it's not a very long flight. It would be kind of a waste. It's like an hour and 20 minutes, I think. And I said, oh, okay. I said, well, you know, you're probably right. Okay, so the, f- the flight was completely overbooked. I got a middle seat. Oh, God. And I was next to somebody who used my shoulder as a pillow. I would have punched his fucking head off. And the guy next to me took off his shoes and uh, leaned against the window seat and slept. And he closed the window. That needs to be a law. Like, it should absolutely <sighs> be like an FAA you know, you cannot take your shoes off on a flight. Really? It is so inappropriate. I just don't get it. Oh, my God. Would you do it on a public bus or in a taxi or, you know, like any other shared (laughs) transportation? Listen, listen, Uh, Daryl, I will send you the photo. Daryl has a picture of a guy who gets on the train because, you know, Daryl takes Amtrak every day from Sacramento to San Francisco. Every day this dude gets on the train, takes off his shoes immediately and falls asleep and snores every <laughs> single day. And he's a very fat man. And so Daryl took a picture. He goes, this is what I deal with. He goes, God. I literally go out of my way to not be where he is. This dude almost seeks him out Weird. because Daryl doesn't say anything. 
And so he took a picture and sent it to me. And I said, that is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. God. That is just. Well, at least in the morning, you know, it's he's fresh. No, it's not in the morning. Oh, God. <laughs> it's on the way home. No, that's so bad. <laughs> I know. And they're like, you know, they're like those gray socks. You know, they're not even like the black and gold toes. They're like know. those gray dress socks. I don't want to know. It's gross. And he and I and he goes, well, and there has been some formidable, f- some odor issues occasionally. Well, I would think so. Walking around and, you know, wrong. you're s- trying to stick your spud in a loafer and lace it up and then Ugh! walk. After walking through the city streets. And then. It's disgusting. I just, <sighs> Men are, that they need to create a like a box that you can put your feet in and <gasps> for those lazy assholes that want to take their shoes off on public while traveling and it's got a filter mm. or it's got like you know some sort of cooling agent or something like that and it, and then it's like portable so it's maybe like an accordion or something and and then you just close it back up and take it with you so that way it's not offensive to own. others I sh- I'm going on Shark Tank that's okay, it. so I'm That's sorry. It. Get back. I didn't mean. I'll, to- I'll decorate. <laughs> I'll I'll design the look of it, and you have the invention. Okay, so yes. Anyway, and so from that point on, I said if an if a stewardess ever tries to keep me from doing first class again, I don't care if it's a 20 minute flight. I'm doing yeah. it. Yeah, I'm doing it. So anyway, I always thought um, I would do it um, as a treat on like a long flight, like if you were going to Hawaii yeah. or you know. New York right. or Florida or something, you know, hey, listen, like that. A, a, a over and, and it was like a and it was more than a it was more than an hour and ten minutes. It was almost two hours. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? This is what I get for not going with my gut and and getting the upgrade. This is what I get. I get set in between two men who have no couth whatsoever. This is what, and I was getting ill on oh, top God. of it. And then that was the flight where I arrived. And it was because it had been delayed about an hour, which was why it was so full. So when I get to Phoenix, the airline is holding the plane for me because there's only three. There was only three passengers on that plane because they were going back to Sacramento for the night. I've missed connecting flights. They they've taken off without me. They're like, sorry. No, they they were waiting for me, and it was really cool. So I had, but I had to run. It was on, of course, on the other side of the airport. Yeah. So I had to run. Have you ever tried to run drunk in the airport? (laughs) to the gate <laughs> it was okay i had to run with a full bladder and i ended up wetting my pants oh god that's bad i got on the plane and i'm like i wet my pants complete not soaked through but enough uh, yeah i mean you sc- i didn't even have time to go to the back i couldn't i didn't have little. time to pee well, yeah. i literally had to run they're like you're gonna have to run and i'm like okay and i ran and i wet myself halfway there so i run onto the plane and i look on i'm like <sighs> i'm like there's no one on the plane like, there's literally no one here. I had a whole row to myself. They dimmed the lights. Oh. It was the most, it was such the opposite of what I had just been that through. Never so happens. I ended up, I ended up going to the bathroom, uh, finally, went to urinate right. and um, threw my underwear away because I, well, I couldn't yeah, keep on. No, I don't blame I mean, you. They were, I've, and I wasn't going to, like, save them to take them home I've with me. I've thrown away panties before for something like oh, that. Psh. Not poop I've or anything. I've thrown away panties. But... Please, I've thrown away panties for poor choices on a friday yeah, night really i've i just i've 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 lost some underwear <laughs> the walk of shame usually i don't wad the panties in the in the pocket they just stay wherever they're they the trash generally speaking they're someone's trophy or in their trash. okay so you're a vip yes. at the adam carolla show yes tell me so, about the the show okay so we get we get to Cash Creek. Now I've never been to Cash Creek before. Mm-hmm. It is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's about forty miles outside of Sacramento. But it's really pretty. You know, it's beautiful. It's just fields and fields of crops and, and almond trees right. and wheat and you know, the place where we get our farm fresh to you box every month, their farm is out oh, there. Cool. So we pull up free valet and so we're like, Hell yeah. So we we pull in and I said, well, it's free, you know, let's do it. So valet it is because I'm I'm not trucking to some parking garage. I always do valet. I don't want to do it. And so, yeah, and you would know better than me about casino stuff. Most valet is free. They are. All the hotels. So we we get out, walk in, go to guest services. And, you know, immediately 
you re- you're reminded that you're in an Indian casino. Yes. It's not, you know, the, the facility is beautiful and it's very majestic. I mean, waterfalls and, you know, 300 foot high ceiling. I mean, it was just huge and beautiful. And then you go into the gaming area and there is a lot of ethnicity. Um, yeah. At, at this place. Apparently, it's a huge uh, draw for the um, Asian community in the cities. That's they any, come here. That's in a casino, Jamie. Right. Well, <laughs> okay. I don't know what it is. The Asians, they like to gamble. They, they're, they're, what is their Pai Gao? And... Yeah, they play Pai Gao. They'll do slots. They'll play blackjack. Yeah, you know, so it's... great. And it was packed. I mean, that place was just crowded crawling with people so we see they have this club the club 88 is where the show is and so we see the people we walk up we have our we get our tickets we have our little stickers and they say make sure you put your stickers on so you know you're there you're there for the meet and greet i'm like okay cool man they're really making this meet and greet thing like it's gonna be awesome you know and i'm like i wonder how many people you know i wonder if it's gonna be like small or if there'll be like a hundred of us or what is it gonna be you know i was really excited about this so we walk up we have our we have a table, which is very cool, and which means we have table service. We don't have to go to the bar, and they had a huge bar, so we sat down. And so there's a couple sitting there, and and Dan did say, "Well, you're gonna have to share a table if that's okay." And we're like, "Yeah, whatever. We don't care. We'll just drink our cocktails and enjoy the show anyway, mm-hmm. and we'll make a friend." And you know, you know me and small talk. I mean, what could go wrong? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> How could it possibly go wrong? You cracked open that egg right up, you know, immediately, and so. I <laughs> so we walk up to the table, and it's a lovely couple, uh, older, not old, but like our age. Mm-hmm. And I look and I look at the woman. I go, I know you, and she's like, Oh, okay, hi. And I said, Oh, like I don't know you personally. I recognize you is what I meant to say. So of course I've already, you know, had to reword my my phrase. You've already stepped in it. <laughs> Essentially, and I go, it, it's Christina Mendonza from Channel 10 yeah. locally here mm-hmm. in Sacramento. She's an anchor. She's been around for a very long time, yeah. and she's very good. Mm-hmm. And they were both super great, really cool people, very normal, not yeah. weird. Like, you know, you think of anchor people, you think they're kind of snooty or whatever. She's not at all. She's very cool. And so the show begins. He comes out, and it was very funny. A lot of the stuff, you know, if, you, if you're if you a fan or if you've listened to his podcast for any length of time, many of the things that he discussed, he, you've heard him mention on his show. All in all, really funny, very R-X-rated humor, which, you know, I love. And, of course, there was a time where he was talking about something. He was building up to a climactic funny right. point. And I can see it coming. And so I started laughing before anybody else, <laughs> loudly. Of course. And Daryl, what does Daryl do? He just puts his arm around me. Yeah. Like, He's like, honey. Like, and I'm like, I know what's coming. And, and not that I'd heard it before, but I can see what he was building to. And it would, it made me laugh. How and many so, cocktails had you had by this point? Two whiskeys. <laughs> oh. Well, it was, hey, it was a, it was a Saturday night. I was right. deciding to go All crazy. Right. So anyway, no, I had two cocktails. I had my crown and gingers. So the show was great. It was a good hour and 40 minutes. It was a nice long set. And so the, was the place he was like, fairly full. So was he like doing stand up then? Yes. He, well, his his form of a show, if it's not the podcast, it is storytelling and some jokes and observa- it's very observational. Mm-hmm. Like he, for example, one of the things that he uh, has is he has somebody where they do like a slideshow essentially. So and then he comments on the photo that's up on a screen. Mm-hmm. So something that he that really pisses him off is, you know, he goes to a porn site and he'll see a picture and he puts up the picture of this woman who's getting it in the ass. You can't see that part of it, but you can right. it's clear that there's That's an act what, going on. Right. But what he highlights is the fact that there is a thumbs up, thumbs down thing there. There's like eight hundred thumbs up and there's like a hundred and eighty seven thumbs down. He goes what is wrong with you people? You're you're judging your porn now. Do you know when I was a kid, I had to wait for a cloud to come by that looked like a boob. That's <laughs> our that was our porn, right? You are literally looking at a hot chick getting put, taken in the ass, and you're not happy with this. I mean, whatever the mind's eye can create, it exists, <laughs> right? And yet, and yet, you're poo pooing this. Like this is bad. This is bad. Okay. So it's just stuff like that. And it was funny. And, you know, obviously, I don't do it as funny as he does. But sure. it was a really entertaining show. It, it was great. And I 
it was exactly what I expected. You know, I I've listened to him enough, and I and I'd always heard that his shows were good, but he does so many stand up, uh, he does so many podcast live shows that very rarely does he do these. But he did say he goes, if I was, you know, a millionaire, because he was talking about how much money he's made before he really hit it big, mm-hmm. and he was like five years, you know, before he hit it big, he was making like $6,000 a year. I mean, he was really like, I, he goes, I understand what poor is. Trust me, you know? Wow. And he really didn't hit his stride until he was like 40, like 10 years ago. I mean, he really is a late bloomer. So he has a real perspective on what it means to grow up poor, what it means to struggle, you know? So he feels, you know, like he has something to say about that and how hard he's had to work and everything. He goes, but you know what? He goes, and I'm here for the money because (laughs) they pay good when you come to a casino. Well, I think, you know, at least in the podcast industry, I think what really helps you get big is just saturation. And, and that can only happen over time. You know, yeah, just it's a slow burn. Right. And, you know, he he also obviously the podcast is just his vehicle. He does many other things that actually make him money. The podcast is just his way, I think, of promoting all of those wonderful things, staying top of mind. Plus, he has a following. I mean, a lot of people really, really like the way he thinks and and talks. And I do, too, personally. Yeah. But anyway, so so the show ends and I'm like, OK, now it's time now. I'm not nervous or anything like that. I'm excited. I'd be like nervous. I I wasn't at all. No, I was totally excited because I just it it just so the celebrity thing. I mean, there may be some celebrities that I would come across. I can't think of any right this moment that I would be nervous to meet, but I I'm really excited to finally say hello and introduce myself and say how great I thought the show was and just just general excitement and the other thing is that he is into car racing oh okay hardcore like he races cars okay and so and it's been going on for like i think he's been doing it for about a decade so he's he's not new new but you know for someone who was smuggled into a helmet bag as a two-month-old baby right i know what it means to be in racing and i've i've experienced everything there is other than driving a car I know the I know the racing life, and so I'm genuinely, con- I'm just absolutely going to talk to him about racing. Okay. That was my only goal, that right? Was your segue. That was what I wanted to talk about because you just don't come across too many people who have that anymore, that passion anymore. I mean, even people that I've that I consider family, they don't do racing anymore. They were pit crew or race car drivers, and they've all aged out or they're done or whatever right so i was excited to talk to somebody who's into it and whatever so in my mind i'm like those are the things i want to talk about that's it and no photos <laughs> you know that that was it that's all i wanted to do why no so, photos well i'll tell you I'll, no, all right just because i was uncomfortable you know i didn't want to do it so okay. anyway so they said okay if you are here for the meet and greet they're saying it on the microphone if you're here for the meet and greet Go to the left of the club, wait over there, and then we'll let you know, you know, when things are going on. If you're not a part of the meet and greet and you don't have the sticker, leave and you can go outside and wait in line and he'll sign things after the meet and greet. We're like, kick ass. So we're standing and now we're lined. Now they have us lined up along the side. We're thinking it's just to get out of the way because they're cleaning up because the club is starting to, they're going to start the club and there's going to be dancing and stuff. Right. So we're standing there waiting. We're talking to, I'm talking to Christina and her husband because I said, you know, they weren't letting on that they even knew who he was. And so I leaned over and I said, do you guys listen to his show? And they're like, every day. And I'm like, oh, Oh, you're big fans. And they're like, oh my God, we love him so bad. And I said, well, I listen every day too. How funny. And so we started talking about it and I was suggesting, I, I never told him we had a podcast. Why? <laughs> I forgot. We started forgot? talking about other- <laughs> Well, no, I mean, it wasn't like, I wasn't saying, oh, and by the way, I have one. I was just saying, oh, and I love Joe Rogan and now I'm into NPR and we we're just talking about all the things that we, I completely like, like you should know who I am essentially. Right. And I, I, it was so silly that I didn't say anything. So anyway, they know now, though. Okay. Because she's following us on Twitter. Oh, good. So she's aware. So then, all of a sudden, there he is. He's standing next to Daryl, 
just standing like behind this black in front of this black curtain and there's a huge ass security guard a photographer and a very tiny woman who is checking to see that we all have our stickers okay it was so disappointing i can't even begin to describe how disappointing this meet and greet was because everybody has in their mind an idea of what it's going to be like when they meet someone that they've really always wanted to meet and it never it never rises to the you know to the occasion right. never and so i realized that's on me you know so daryl so the way we were lined up daryl was first and so they're like, come on, let's go. And it was like being in line at Disneyland. And so this lady, this tiny lady, pushes him towards Adam Carolla. And, you know, there's a little bit of chit chat. But then they're like, turn and look. And they just take the picture. And then they push you out to the curtain. They just push you out the door. Like a... It was like meeting a... It was like meeting Goofy at Disneyland. Yeah. Like there... Like you there walk There was up, no meeting and greeting or anything like that. It was more or less well, like, you know... Come over here, shake hands, picture, blah, you know, and then that's it. There was not like mingling or talking or none, none. And so then she looks at my sticker. She writes, a, she puts a sharpie through it be- to indicate that I've done my turn. Oh, pushes me towards Adam, and I walk up and I go hi, and I shake shake his hand. I go hi, I'm Jamie. Nice to meet you. And he goes, oh hi, nice. To-. And he was really really nice for the three seconds that I actually got to see him. Right. And then all of a sudden I turn and they took the picture and they're like, okay. And they push me out of the curtain out to the public. Like I'm, I'm just out. And that was the end of it. And so I remember even stopping and I turned and I said, are you flying out tonight? Or are you here for the evening? He goes, oh no, I'm here for the evening. I'm like, okay, well enjoy your stay. I hope you really like it here. It's really nice. I was literally being pushed out of the away, like get going. And that was the end of it. And then I go out and there's like 150 people in line waiting for him to sign their their stuff. I was like, really? That's it? It was like so fast. So was there like an after party or? No. And so I just started walking away and Jordan goes, where are you going? And I said, I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, that was like, that was like premature ejaculation times 100. Really? It was so like, is that it? You know, okay. Now, I don't blame him. I know that it's, it is what it is. You know, you can't expect that you're going to hobnob with somebody after a show and meet and greet. But there was like 10 of us. It wasn't even like there was well, 100 people I mean, in line. Maybe they just did it backwards. Like, the maybe know. the meet and greet should have happened after he signed everything. And then, like, they could have come right. back in and had, like, you know, just a private you know, one-on-one where he, you know, sat down, had a cocktail and, you know, just kind of Yeah, I talked. don't, you know what? The thing is, is that I don't know what I was expecting. I just thought it would be more than meeting a cartoon character at, at a theme park kind of experience. It really felt like that. And so I don't know what I was expecting. And it would have been nice not to have just turned and had a flash go off on my face and God only knows what the photo looks like. I mean, I just was disappointed because in my mind, I had these things on my check, you know, my OCD was like, okay, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. Now what? Okay. So I, I'm wandering through the casino and I said, well, I don't know. Every time I come to a casino, I want a steak because it's so Vegas to oh, go totally. to a casino and have a steak dinner. And I said, do, you, do they have a restaurant here that's like marginally not a buffet? It's probably closed, and he goes, but... He goes, yeah. Oh, no. These things, everything's over 24 hours a day here. Oh, that's good. And so, a lot of places yeah. here, like Red Hawk and everything, everything closes at 10. Like, Victor and I came oh, no. downstairs, you know, we had taken a nap. And we came downstairs and we're just like, well, I guess we're ready for dinner. And, like, n- we had to eat at one of those little cafes where they serve, like, breakfast 24 hours a day. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was the only place open. No, this place is, everything is up and running 24-7. And so... I said, I don't feel like Chinese food. Is there a steakhouse here? He goes, actually, it's very, very highly rated here. Like high end, highly rated. And I said, all right. So we walk into this, this gorgeous restaurant and it is beautiful. And so everything is like linens and crystal and silver and really fancy and nice. I can already tell you those steaks um, are like 95 bucks a plate. No, they weren't that much, but it was expensive. Yeah. But it was just the two of us. And we're like, well, you know, since that was, you know, we, we haven't spent any money here. True. You and, guys aren't you know, gamblers. We, 
no, we're not. And so we're like, yeah, let's let's just splurge and have a really nice meal. And so I had to do something because I was so like, I was like shell shocked. <laughs> I was so disappointed. And so we sat down and we're enjoying, you know, our salad. And we had some really good wine and we were just, you know, just chilling. Yeah. And then guess who shows up? Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla shows Shut up. up. Was he by himself or was he with people? No, he has he has a couple people with him because he doesn't travel alone completely. And so he uh, had come out of the bathroom and there was a couple of people at the bar who recognized him. They said, oh, will you please, can we take your picture? And he's like, yeah, sure. So he did a couple of selfies with a couple of dudes and they're like, thanks so much. And so he goes off to his table in the other, in the private area of this restaurant. Oh, okay. And I was like... Oh well, we we have to do something. I mean, just we have to. And so we um, had bought a, a really nice bottle of wine, and the service there was impeccable, by the way. And so I pulled out one of my business cards and I wrote a note on it, and we sent him a glass of really nice Pinot and sent it over to his table. And he can't see us because he's in a private, like, right. curtained area. But we can hear him talking, so we know he's still there. And we know that he got served before us <laughs> because we saw them delivering all of his food right. while we waited. Well, so, I mean, when you have VIP written on your tag. Exactly. And so we're just sitting there. And then, uh, so we're enjoying our wine. And I'm like, well, you know, at the very least, he, he saw the logo. He saw, you know, that we were, you know, grateful for the show. And hopefully, and I know he'll drink the wine because he likes, he likes to drink wine. And, you know, from that point on, you know, whatever. And he walks right up to our table. Shut he comes up. out from behind the corner and he's like walking swiftly to our table and he's and he saw me swirling my wine because we had just poured it and he's like "Ooh, you're a professional swirler and i'm like oh hi and i'm like well hello and he's like thank you so much for the wine that was so nice of you i really appreciate it you guys like the show and and we just started chit-chatting it was very superficial you know but you know he was very gracious and friendly and super nice. And, you know, we joked about, you know, how he has talked about that people, when he goes to restaurants in Vegas, they will send him, they'll like, we want to pay for his dinner or we'll, they'll send him, you know, cocktails or whatever. And he's like, don't send me any more food. I get like $500 in casino bucks that I have to spend right. before I leave. So it's like, that's why we go to like the most expensive places and order the most expensive stuff because we have, we can't take it with us. And so he said, one glass of wine, we figured, you know, hey, we know you've got the casino bucks to spend, but at least, you know, we wanted to send you a glass of wine. He's like, no, I really love it. Thank you so much. Because, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do about all that because he had money to spend. And so anyway, that was pretty much it. It was a good, you know, one or two minute discussion. And, you know, he was really nice. And, of course, I was kicking myself for not mentioning the racing. Oh, that was the okay. only thing I didn't get to do. I mean, do. you don't want to introduce something no, was that fine. wasn't, you know, feeling or organic, you know. Of course. But he was super, super gracious and really, well, really nice. Very sounds like he has very good manners, and that's so polite. Yeah, he's he's a polite young man. The thing is, is if if that had happened at the meet and greet, then I would have been golden. Yeah, you know, it would have been great, and then I would have probably, I probably would have sent the wine anyway. But that's kind of that was really all I was looking for is just a. A minor, a small connection, you know, just a human to human connection. And I know that everybody wants that from celebrities. Like, that's what everybody wants when they meet someone famous is they want to matter well, to these sure. people. I mean, you want to you want to feel everybody wants to feel special, I think. Right. And so that's not what I was looking for, though. I was just I because I've been listening to him even before when he was on KROQ, I just wanted to see what kind of person he was. And I just, and I did, and it was great. And I was, and I'm very satisfied. I was much happier after that. Daryl got laid that <laughs> evening. So. Well, it sounds like he's a good egg and. Well, he seemed to be. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know how much I can get from, from that, but he was very, very grateful for the wine and he waved goodbye to us when he left because. Sure. Obviously he got fed before we did. And so he was able to leave well, before us. I mean, and at least you, I mean, how many people can say they got their business card to Adam Carolla? So. Probably not too many. Good for you. I'm proud of you. And. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad it was you guys had a good time overall. It was. And of course, the whole time I was thinking, I wish Paula was here. 
Well, that, yeah, that would have been fun. That would have been, but... he would have sat down at our table, Paula. You think so? I mean, we, we're, we're too charming. Are you I kidding? Yeah, that's probably true. I don't know. It's not the sex thing. It's just that, you know, when we're together, when the sisters are together, it's it's a completely different it true. thing. It's like we cast a and spell or something. It's mag- We're magnetic when we're together, any of us, and people can't help it. Yes! If you just can't handle only getting your ugly truth one time a week, make sure to hang out with the Uggs on their social networks. Visit UglyTruth.com and click on the Facebook and Twitter buttons to friend and follow the show. Or search for us on Facebook and Twitter. And now, back to the truth. All I know is that I would love to go to see some shows again. Because I do miss miss them i do miss going to see comedians perform there's it's so fun yeah no i definitely i love i love comedians but i mean that's why i appreciate like you know really good comedians like you know ellen degeneres or richard jenny or uh you know i don't know what is that my dog he's shaking his he's scratching his neck and his his uh, (laughs) tags are rattling i don't know i thought that you had santa in your room no (laughs) No, I'm the only one with the red nose, so. Oh, yes. Well, I wanted to talk about that. So you you did go to the river. So we go up to this river. You know, we get there. We probably get there between 9 and 10 o'clock. Okay. You know, we packed a picnic, and we hiked down this little trail. And so, you know, it was kind of a fun little nature, outdoorsy kind of thing that we've never really done before. Sure. We swam in the river. Of course, the river was freezing, but right well it's snow runoff it is but i mean it was still fun and you know the rocks are all slippery and you can't really stand up and so it's you know it but it was still a good time well when we got there we told everybody you know put on your sunscreen you know and so victor's like well are you gonna put sunscreen on and i'm like oh you know what i'm like we've been out you know in the sun for a couple weeks now and you know i've i've got a good base i'm like no i'm not gonna worry about it Oh, well, we were out there for five hours. Okay. And so by the time we got back, I like we were walking to the car. I'm like, you know, my shoulders look a little red. And so <laughs> it wasn't until by the time we got home that I looked like I can't even describe what I look like. I look like a like a red chili pepper or a lobster <laughs> or I was just. I was so bright red and I had this heat like radiating oh, off my man. body. You know what? That that happened to me uh, when we went to San Diego. We were we we got to the San Diego airport because we had made a stop at the beach. Yeah. And we were only there for like an hour and a half. But I had no sunscreen on. And also, you know, San Diego is really close to Mexico. So the water's really warm and the sun was coming and going. But when the sun was behind clouds, it was really nice and cool and breezy. And it just you just don't even realize. So we go to the airport and I'm like, I have to pee before we go through security. So I go to the airport bathroom. I look in the mirror and I'm like, well, now I know why people are staring at me. (laughs) I had raccoon eyes from my giant glam Chanel uh, sunglasses. Right. And my chest was a was of a cooked lobster. I looked ridiculous. So I can only imagine what you look like. My whole back and my shoulders, I mean, and when we walked up, our neighbor's like, hey, how's the river and everything? And then I turned my back. He's like, oh, God, you know, (laughs) it's just like people's reaction. And so I've been wearing a tube top for like three days because I can't (laughs) let anything touch my shoulders. Don't touch me! I've been doing the green slime stuff. You know, I took a soak in, you know, a vinegar bath or, you know, whatever else you're supposed to do. But... I mean, I'm just going to have to let it run its course. But yeah. what I didn't realize is that you can literally get sick yes, from a sunburn. You can. And I had felt like I had the flu. Mm-hmm. And all I could do was sleep. I couldn't eat. You know, I just and I felt so hot all the time. All the time. Yeah. And so I I think I got like sun sick or whatever. Yeah, I think it. I think it's sun poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I think I didn't realize how burned I was getting was because yeah. we were swimming in the river and it was so cold in there. It feels really that, refreshing. Yeah, you don't realize that you're, you know, turning into a potato chip. And I mean, did you did you think that your Mexican jeans were just going to step forward well, that's and brown what I, you? Of, of course, that's what I thought. I'm just like, Psh, <laughs> I don't need no sunscreen you know i'm like yeah. i'm half mexican i've already got a base you know right. I, I could be out here all day picking strawberries and i'd be <laughs> fine yes. and so i was wrong terribly terribly wrong and so <laughs> yeah you were i've been walking around in you know just like white t-shirts and oh, anything God. that doesn't you know hang on my body nothing scratchy Every, and everything feels scratchy everything yeah. But aloe vera, it does heal, but I don't know if it'll prevent peeling. Well, I mean, it just depends on how bad the burn is. I know that Victor, like I said, him and his uncle went the week before. Well, I guess at some point Victor decided to take off his shirt. I'm not really sure what was going on there, but (laughs) and he burnt his uh, back. Oh, that probably was nice and sensitive. So I put a well and Victor's very fair skin, too. I mean, he's got a farmer's tan. And so I put the green aloe stuff on there, but he's starting to peel. And so I like peeled a little piece off and it was like it was like a whole piece of skin and I'm like yeah this is disgusting and so he was making the yeah. joke about gold member he's like put it in the skin box save it for later gross, <laughs> gross. I can't take it it's like you want some seaweed jerky that's just gross like it is gross but I mean like what do you how do you dispose of it what do you throw it in the garbage I mean I just I don't- I don't know. You know what? I don't know. Just don't Honestly, know I think I did. I, when I used to peel like a lot, I, you know what? I, I, I'm going to get skin cancer. I know it. If I don't have it already. No. I burned and peeled so much as a kid. I remember peeling skin off of my shoulders and my chest. You remember? Yeah, we, we did we that too. We did that too. But I mean, I just, yeah, I mean, I hope I don't peel because I I really just don't want to deal with it, honestly. It sounds well, gross. Well, your, your OCD and... will go into overdrive. You'll be sitting in the bathroom peeling for hours. Well, and the problem is, is it's on my back. So I'm just like, oh, talk about an inconvenient place to be. You know, I remember when I peeled on my back, I was so desperate to get it off because I can't have, it's like having a blister or yeah. something. You have to peel or it off. Or it's like a hangnail, you know? Oh my God. I actually got tweezers and extended so I could extend my hand. Yeah. I, I added an element so that I could tweeze the skin from my back because I couldn't handle this peeling in the center of my being sh- between my shoulder blades i couldn't get and to Vic- it I w- and victor says it's super itchy right there too oh god you know it's peeling like crazy too and so i'm you just like it. he says he says the part that's really itchy is where it's peeling and i'm like oh god the itchy i'm just like this is just i'm just mad at myself I'm mad at myself for the whole thing. For getting burned. I mean, we'll go again because it was nice to be out in the water and, you know, the kids had a good time. Olivia came out in her floaties and we swam together. And so, yeah, so it was really, it was, you know, it was just a fun thing. And there was other people out there. There was um, two uh, young women that came out. And they had their young women. What were they missionaries? I don't know. They they weren't old ladies, but I mean they were. Oh, well, just the way you the way you made it sound. Two young women came out. It's like um in their dungarees. No, I don't know. I think they were a couple, and so oh, is that why we're dancing around this issue? <laughs> okay, I didn't know what we were doing. And I'm sorry. So they came out with their dogs, and okay. they kept throwing sticks into the river, and the dogs would chase it. Well, eventually the dogs were bringing the sticks to the kids, and so the of kids course. were throwing the sticks, and so so you made some friends you know his daughter she um is you know quite the adventurous one so she was looking for crawdogs and tadpoles and you know all sorts of and of course i was trying to avoid anything you know slithery you know what i mean honestly that with the heat the way it's been we've had an influx of spiders oh my god not a ton it's not like they're crawling into the house or anything but because it's so hot they're finding trying to find a place that's cool right and I can walk in. I walked in to, and it's always in my bathroom. I, always in my bathroom. And I said, you have to go in there and you have to address this issue. Because what? I go, there's a very aggressive spider 
on the wall above the toilet. I can't even urinate without being concerned wonder, about some creature how they, being in my bathroom. I wonder how they even get in there. Well, the, and then Daryl goes, well, I wonder if they're getting in through the window or maybe they're getting in through this, this vent down below. And I'm like, okay, that, you have to stop talking. That little door that you have in your bathroom, I'm yes. positive that's... Well, I'm sure that's part of it. You know, it's like the Winchester Mystery House. There's <laughs> doors that lead to nothing around here sometimes. And so anyway, I said, I'm, I don't know what he goes well. And I said, let's let's stop sleuthing about where the spiders are coming in so that I can actually go into that room and pee. Because if we start trying to pick apart yeah, where these I'll things are coming from. I'll never urinate there and again. I'll never go in there again. I don't want to do that. So anyway, he's like, all right, you're right. You're right. You're right. Thank you. Let's just let it lie. Speaking of animals, this is just on the top of everybody's mind. And there was a couple of things I wanted to talk about it is this Cecil the lion. Please tell me you know what Cecil the lion is. I do. Okay, good. Because sometimes you don't. Is it Cecil or Cecil? Because I've heard people say Cecil. Oh, I thought it was Cecil. But I guess Jimmy Kimmel called it Cecil. So I guess Yeah, that's who who I heard say Cecil. So I wasn't sure. (sighs) You know what? I don't know. Does it matter? No, He's dead. it's the, the lion. lion is dead. The and lion. so the thing, here's why it was so terrible. Now, whether anybody likes it or not, big game hunting is huge money for Africa. It just is. It's been that way since the beginning of time. Big game hunting and trophy hunting has been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years. Right. Half the reason that we have these taxidermied giant beasts in museums is from big game hunting i would never do it morally i i have a problem with that i don't have a problem with hunting if you are providing food for yourself i know that it's not necessary in the society we live in on the western hemisphere but if that's something that you choose to do i think actually if we all had to do that there'd be a lot more vegetarians in the world because not only does it take a lot of energy physically to hunt and kill an animal for food, it is a, I think it's almost, I know this is going to sound weird to you, but it's almost a sacred process. You're taking the life of something, of a creature, whether it's a human or an animal, and although it's fortifying you and your family, there's something about taking the life of something. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not an easy thing to do, I don't think. And I don't think, I don't think conscientious hunters uh, who hunt for food would disagree with that. Well, I mean, if you look at, like, a Ryan and I like that one show, Northwoods Law, where it's right. game wardens, and they basically mm-hmm. are policing the hunting seasons. Right. You know, they really crack down on people following the letter of the law with the hunting because, you know, well, one, they, they respect the people want to hunt, and this is a way that they get food for their family, but two... Right. They want to respect, you know, wildlife. The population. Right. And and so, you know, a lot of the sanctions or, you know, laws put in place almost make you have to respect how it's done there. Right. And so a lot of topics have been raised since the discovery of Cecil the lion has been on, uh, been made, that his death has occurred. Um... First of all, this dentist is a fucking asshole. Oh, he's such a, I mean. He's such a dick. He's and, the lowest form of life. And it isn't even, it isn't even because he's a big game hunter. He is a criminal. That is why I have a problem with him. He, I think, will never, no one will ever know for sure. But I think he knew exactly who he was killing. I think he wanted that trophy because Cecil was well known and a, how did he think he was getting away with it is beyond me. I don't know. But I think he knew exactly what he was doing. He paid a lot of money to go out there mm-hmm. and lure this thing out of the preserve with a dead animal and then kill it. It took, what, three days for him to, for the lion to finally be tracked? 40 hours, yeah. Yeah, so however long, 40, what is that, two days. And then ultimately shot it to to put it out of its misery because it had been shot with an arrow. yeah. And then the thing is, is that apparently, and I, I didn't, I don't know this for a fact, but I've been reading about it, is that this animal had a collar on because he yeah. was part of a, a study. And so when they beheaded it to get the collar off mm-hmm. as and tried to destroy the collar, to right. me, that not only is that malicious, 
it's criminal. I mean, it is a criminal act. And so he should be, you know, punished accordingly. I don't, I, I don't know where I, it, it's too early to be clear thinking about it. The problem is, and I'll tell you the story after you tell me your thoughts on this thing. The fact that this guy is in hiding with his children, he's and his wife, his practice is probably for all purposes closed for good. <laughs> I read a tweet that said, yeah, this guy is really bad because, but let's, he goes, we, who knew that dentists were making like lion killing money? <laughs> like yeah, he was really. making a shit ton of money. So what are your thoughts? I mean, I think other than the obvious. Well, I mean, all I could really think about was, you know, and Jimmy Fallon had mentioned it too, is, is he says, you know, I don't understand the type of person that has to do something like this to get mm-hmm. some sort of satisfaction. And to me, right. it's, you know, it's right up there with, you know, a serial killer or a sociopath or someone who just is truly a broken individual and not broken in the sense like I pity them, but mm-hmm. broken in the sense like, you know, cannot be fixed and is a danger right. to maybe not society, but to obviously to animals and well, and, and someone who who lacks any kind of conscience yeah. and, and, and believes what they're doing is not only not bad, but it's actually good and heroic and worth celebrating. And I don't I don't understand a person like that. If you take just this situation for what it is and not as it's so easily done with social media and add all of these other elements to it, for example, big game hunting is like this old, old, old thing that people have been doing, like I said, for hundreds of years. There's a thing called the big five. And for big game hunters, the big five is an African lion, an African elephant, a white or black rhinoceros, some kind of jaguar, and some kind of water buffalo. And so if you're into that, the big five, that would be the ultimate collection of trophies. I don't personally understand the, that either, the thrill of that, but apparently that's that's a thing, and it's been this way for hundreds of years. It doesn't make it right for everybody, but obviously there was a time when this is, you know, we've seen all the shows or you've seen the movies where the wealthy old man goes into his study and he's got trophies of huge animals on his wall. That's kind of, that used to be a thing. Well, I mean, I think like back in the day, Maybe it was a thing, but like in this day and age, I mean, maybe it's still, if it is still a thing, no one's talking about it. You know, no one's really parading these kills. And in fact, the way he went about to do it was completely illegal. Well, that's, that's really the big thing is that what he did was criminal. It wasn't just another rich person who paid a ridiculous amount of money to go kill a lion. This is a person who uh, apparently has been charged with um, a felony before where he was hunting in an illegal area for bear and he killed a bear and transported the bear 14 miles to the appropriate place to hunt for bear. Right. And claimed that he killed it there and got caught. So this guy is a criminal, and I absolutely hope he gets punished for his crime. I don't know what Zimbabwe's law... I mean, that's the other part, though, is, is you know, you're talking about a completely different part of right. the world. Right. I I think there are international laws, though, so he could get nailed for something. I don't okay. really know. It. I mean, the damage has been done for all parties. This man is never going to be a dentist anywhere where people know who he is. No. And he will never... I mean... I don't see how he will ever be able to go back and hunt in Zimbabwe without getting arrested. And I don't know about you, but I certainly wouldn't want to get arrested in Africa. No, I just that's wouldn't. true. I just, you know, at the end of the day, I think everyone hopes that he shakes his head like, why did I do that? Like, was it even worth it? But I don't think he's sorry. He's not. His apology was not one of of guilt for taking this life, this needlessly killing a creature right. who was clearly beloved. But the problem is this, that it's a heinous act and will be dealt with accordingly. But now, because of social media, 
all of these other things that have anything to do with animals and hunting and whatever are now becoming a part of it. For example, for example, uh, and I think I've made it very clear how I feel about hunting for food. There is nothing wrong with that in my mind. I think I I admire people who do it. There's people who um, it's it's their culture, like um, well, up in Alaska, you know, we all don't live. Yeah, I was gonna say we all don't live in L.A. where we can just go down the street and buy a pound of hamburger. I mean, some people do have to literally go kill a moose and feed their family for a year for winter. The one I saw was in Alaska. They had um, killed a moose, but they literally used every single part part of the moose because one, they knew that was all they were going to have for the winter. They weren't going to be able to just, you know, hop in their car and drive up the street. I mean, they were going to basically stuck at their residence for, Mm -hmm. you know, the next five months. I just think there's something, there's something to be said for people who are skilled to humanely down a creature that they are going to utilize to eat. Right. To feed or to use the hide or whatever it is they utilize this creature for. I don't have a problem with it at all, actually. In fact, if I was braver, I would probably try hunting because it would make me realize where my food comes from, I think is is why. One of the reasons why I have a hard time eating fish, I don't like fishing. It bothers me. See, I like fishing, but I also like fish. And so so that's exactly. And Daryl does too. I would be fine with that. But like, as far as hunting is concerned, I don't Mm -hmm. think I could look an animal in the eye and then take its life. You know, right? Well, I mean, and then the discussion would be, well, you eat hamburgers, and so I guess you don't. So wouldn't go to a slaughterhouse. But that's that's the go between. So I don't have to do that. We actually, what's really interesting is, you know, Mackenzie, my nineteen year old, she is a vegetarian, Mm -hmm. and she has been for about six or seven years now. Yeah. And she does it for principle. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like the way the meat industry is. She, she or the chicken industry. It just bothered because it's they're treated so inhumanely, or right? Whatever. And I do. Res- I respect her for that. And it's like, great, you know, that's fine. She went through a phase where she wouldn't wear leather. Even I mean, she really stood by her convictions, and I respect her for that. Yeah, it makes it hard for the rest of us, but you know, well, you know. to each his own. Yeah, you know, to each his own, and we accommodate as much as we can to this day. Well, we had a discussion about hunting. And I said, you know, really, there there was a time where you didn't get to choose. You ate what you what you could catch, and you just dealt with it, you know. And sometimes you didn't even have like salt and stuff. You just had to eat it. And right. And I, but but she respects that and the fact that you know, like we bought a cow once and we named it Squeaky and fed it every day. And then our dad went and took it to slaughter. We ate Squeaky burgers for two years, I think. Well, I mean, Victor and I have talked about, uh, you know getting um like a f- a free range steer that's mm-hmm. on an organic farm yeah just because it's you know the meat it's better quality it's healthier and right. in the long run it's probably less expensive um right and, you know, but it's but that's what it's there for i mean that steer you know it's it's not like it was gonna be something else no but the thing is is that you have to go through from the beginning to the end. You have to ask, you have to take it to the people that humanely put it down and butcher it for you. Yeah. It's, it's a process. And I think if everyone who ate meat did that, there'd be more respect. And there'd probably be a much higher demand on how we treat our cattle yeah. and our chickens. Anyway, my point is this, is I was on Facebook and I was friends with this person. We'll just call him Ethan. Okay. Because that was his name. And... He had posted the outpouring of love for Cecil or Cecil the lion is, you know, really amazing. Maybe you can, you know, think about not eating meat. Now, I personally don't understand what one has to do with the other because this guy wasn't hunting for meat. In he fact, wasn't hunting he left anything. In fact, he left the meat behind. Yeah, he left the carcass behind. He just wanted the lion's head. And the skin. Most, and, the, and the pelt. And so I don't. I, I get, you know, t- I understand taking advantage of a top of mind topic and trying to push your agenda under it. People do it all the time. But I was like, I kind of just was like, whatever. I mean, really, vegetarians, you know, I mean, if you're a vegetarian and this this is, you're going to utilize this poor animal's carcass to declare that everybody should stop eating meat when this had nothing to do with that. Anyway, I... <laughs> 
I don't know why I did this actually. Probably because he had he had said a couple of weeks ago when um that fool uh, went in and killed all those people in Lafayette during the movie. Uh-huh. He had said something about the Second Amendment. Now I am for I am pretty liberal when it comes to social me- views. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Tea Partier or even a right wing anything, but I don't understand. I don't necessarily like people who poke the bear and say things like fuck the amendment screw the government you know yeah, i don't like, i don't like that well they're just like seagulls they fly in they shit and they fly off yeah i just don't like i don't appreciate that i mean i understand your anger but you know then don't forget that you know facebook is public and you have people who will respond to you and so when he said the whole you know try not eating meat because of cecil the lion uh, trying to relate the two i said uh, he, people were, you know, kind of going nuts or something. And I just said, well, so I assume that means if you're that strong in your convictions, that means that you don't wear leather either, right? No wallets, no belts, no boots or anything like that. Because there are a lot of people who boldly proclaim that, you know, they will not eat meat and walk around in Doc Martens all day. Right. And it's the same thing. And so he lost his shit on me. Like, really? he freaking lost it. He's like, how dare you try to attempt to assassinate my character? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I looked through your fucking photos, asshole. And half of them, you have leather belts on and a leather jacket, by the way. Right. And he's like, well, ever since I woke up and stopped eating meat, I no longer wear those things. And I'm like, well, good for you. I go, you know what? Then great. I'm glad you stand by your convictions because I know a lot of people who say what you say and wear leather boots. So I'm glad, you know, great. And he's just like, oh, well, I'm so glad I passed your test. And I'm like, you are a fucking asshole. I hate people like him. So I unfriended him. It's the first time I've ever unfriended anybody. Honestly. Wow. I know. And I'm like, because I'm, I'm, I try to be tolerant of everybody's views. I, there are people that I don't necessarily follow, but I like them as, you know, I like them as friends, but they have very strong views that I really, really oppose, you know? So that's okay. I respect the right to not agree with you. But what I don't like is condescending fucktards who utilize a dead lion to try to push their agenda on not eating meat, you asshole. It had nothing to do with anything vegetarianism at all. And it made me really mad. Well, that's what I'm saying is it's like, you know, people... It's especially in this time of the year where politics is a very hot oh my topic God. that, you right? know, people are just going to use any platform, you know, available yes. to, to preach their their agenda. And I just I just <laughs> I look at some of these people on their Facebook and I think you must be just an absolute joy to be around at parties. I bet people just can't wait for you to come over. Yeah, really? I bet you're just full of fun and excitement and love yeah <laughs> i can't wait god no don't forget to invite ethan and the drug and the gun guy because you know a party's not the same without them here god that would be <laughs> that would be really funny actually but oh, okay god. well i think we've uh run the, its course on that subject so let's go ahead and get into our ugly and awkward moment of the week every time we say it now i want to sing the song Okay, so mine is just an, a very ugly thing. Okay. It, it's these types of things only happen to us, and I don't, I can't right. explain why, but it, it just does. So okay. the other morning I woke up, I took the dogs out, you know, to the front yard to go to the bathroom. I'm sitting there waiting for them. They come back in. We go back inside, and I go into the bathroom myself to sit down to go to the bathroom. So I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I feel like something bite my leg. <gasps> and what? so I slapped the back of my leg, and I'm like, what was that? And oh I God. look down, and there uh-huh. is a wasp crawling <gasps> on the floor. Oh, my God. I had 
what had happened was, is I was sitting outside. I was in my nightgown. He was on. He held on to the fringe of my nightgown. Oh my god! And then when I sat down on the toilet, he proceeded to sting me. He stung you on the back of my leg. Yes. Oh my god! Did you have a stinger in your leg, or was it one of those ones that where they just like have a sword for a butt? Wasps they keep their stingers. So no. So I picked him up and flushed him, obviously. But I was just like, (gasps) "Are you freaking kidding me?" I'm like, "It's not even safe to go to the bathroom anymore." I can't even pee without getting stung by a wasp. <laughs> wow. I didn't even know how it happened. I'm like, how does this even happen? Because, I mean, I would have noticed it if, you know, approaching the toilet. And that's why I'm like, he must have yeah. been holding on to my nightgown then. Oh, my God. That's terrifying, Paula. <laughs> it's terrifying. It's ridiculous is what it is. That is terrifying to me. I would be, I don't, I would have screamed my head off. Well, I just was surprised at first. I was like, what, 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 what is going on? You know, because it, <laughs> it didn't feel like a, you know. It felt like a needle. A bite, yeah. It, I mean, I obviously, I could like tell poke. something was going on, but I wasn't. Oh, my God. Wasn't really I, You know what? Honestly, I would have been just so glad it wasn't a spider that bit me that I probably could have dealt with it. Yeah, I think I was just still a little sleepy, and I was like, you know, what the fuck? Honestly, I just, I haven't even had my yeah. coffee yet. So oh my I kept an eye on my leg, because I'm like, what if it's like starts swelling up or something like that? You but have like the giant elephant leg. I was fine, thank goodness. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I know. Well... <laughs> You're taking you're handling it a lot better than I would have. You're 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 seemingly calm over the the situation. Well, I would have been freaking out. I think out. I'm just not n- not shocked anymore by the things that oh, happened that to true. me. I mean, that is you true. know, Cre- I'm telling you, I'm telling you creatures and our family, man. It's never it's an endless endless supply of stories. I, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm no longer shocked anymore, you know what happens. Okay. Well, I'm going to say you win, but I'm going to tell you my story anyway, oh, okay. because mine's not nearly as bad. I don't know what's been going on lately with me. I've just been at a low. You know what? I'm I'm, I'm so busy doing things. I don't have time to fall or hit things or, <laughs> or whatever, but we have this routine. And it's really funny. I've noticed that my routines focus on beverages. Okay. Everything is a beverage okay. in my life. <laughs> Morning coffee, my... I only drink Fiji water if I can help it. Right. And at night now, oh, and of course, wine or champagne. And then at night now, every night before I go to bed, I have a bedtime drink. I have Pellegrino with a little bit of pomegranate juice in it on ice. Okay. And, and that's what I, and every night I, I make one and that's just, I sip on it because I go to bed when Daryl goes to bed, but because he goes to bed so early... I'm usually up goofing around on my laptop or watching Family Guy or whatever. So I like to have a little sip and I don't drink cocktails that late at night. So anyway, we're getting settled in. Bedtime drink is sitting on my little nightstand and I'm getting all settled in to get into bed. And Daryl goes, oh, I forgot I need to do something downstairs. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I turn because I'm going to take the drink and take a sip because I I have straws. Right. I like to use a straw. So... Because I think that I can do this, I don't look. I just reach over to grab the glass. That was your first mistake. Exactly. I forget so quickly. And, you know, I've been around for so long, you would think I would know by now. So I didn't look. So I turned. And so (laughs) instead, I got confident. Instead of going slowly, I quickly went to grab the glass. So, you know, what happened is... You knocked it over. Well, first I hit my hand on the edge of the coffee table. Okay. Or on the edge of the nightstand and recoiled. And when I recoiled, I cupped the glass... So it was like a twofold thing. Like I hit my knuckles when I was reaching towards the glass. And when I recoiled my hand to say, ow, I grabbed the tip of the glass, but just enough to fling it all the way across oh, the room no. where ice and pomegranate juice, which stains, by the way, went everywhere. On white all along. carpet and your on white bedding. Yeah. Well, no, it didn't get on the oh, bedding. God. Thank God. I had uh, pushed it t- outwardly with my fingers. Anyway. <laughs> so did Daryl come back by this time? Well, he's like, what's going on up there? <laughs> and I'm all, nothing. And so I get out of bed. I'm like, God damn it. I can't even, I can't even do, it's like I am the Jack Tripper of this house. 
everything's a physical comedy wherever I go. I can't do anything without knocking something over or falling over, hitting something. I can't even reach for a glass. I can't do it without anything. making it a production. I mean, really. And so he comes in. He's like, oh god. And you know, the thing is, is he's, you know, he's resigned himself to the fact that this happens regularly. This is, so he this just, is his life. <laughs> he comes up. You know, he's got paper towels. You know, he, he knows what's happening. So he's like. Well, I'll go get you another one. I'm like, so I don't know. Funny. That is so funny. <laughs> it's true. We're clumsy for sure. We are very clumsy. It, but it's it's just more than clumsy though. It's like because we something in our mind says, We're we're grown ups. We're not clumsy. You know, we, we know what we're doing. these are our bodies. We know what we're doing. And it's the world around us that is flawed. And that is why we fall and trip and hit and bruise ourselves. I don't know, because I'm telling you, I did absolutely nothing to that wasp for him to assault (laughs) me while I was sitting on the toilet. (laughs) You know what? That little asshole did. Well, you killed it, right? I flushed him. Yes. Okay, because I was going to say, you didn't escort him out of the door. No, like, thanks I didn't. for the sting. No, but I mean, no, I just died. I was just like, only me sitting on the toilet right. would get stung by a wasp. And when I told Victor, he's like, what? Like, he could, <laughs> like, he couldn't understand, like, why was the wasp in there? And I'm like, I it was, don't know. Yeah. I said, it's like, I, it was eight o'clock in the morning. Like, the sun had barely risen. I, said, I think he had attached himself to my nightgown. Yeah, probably. The fringe, and he's just like, why? I'm like, I don't know. So. <laughs> God. Just... Well, I am I still am going to say you won simply because you were assaulted well, by nature. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate no that. So. I'll, have to, I'll have to do better. Yeah, try harder. Try and try and get stung or bit by something. I'll make sure I got, I'll, I'll cut myself next time that I spill. Oh, there you go. Maybe that'll that, be good. Maybe that'll do uh, it. I don't know. Yeah, really. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us for another fabulous episode of The Ugly Truth. Thank you, Mr. Corolla, for having uh, such a fabulous show at Cash Creek Indian Casino and um, being such a gentleman and accepting the glass of Pinot from my sister, Jamie. Thank you to all of our new listeners and to our current listeners and to our older listeners. We love you all and we appreciate that you listen in. Check out our Ugly Truth page and check out our links and you can do some shopping and uh, and do other things that will help support the podcast. So until next time, have a fabulous week and we'll see you then. Bye. That's it for this week. Be sure to check out UglyTruth.com, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, or, of course, the Ugly Truth mobile app for any past shows. And then every Sunday, you'll get a brand new episode. We truly appreciate you listening and sharing the ugly truth with your friends and family. Until next time, get all the truth you need at UglyTruth.com and stay ugly, my friends.